0: buddy and welcome back to Junior Funners. Uh it's uh, another another podcast episode from the Fun Boys, uh which is me, I'm Ollie, and then it's also Lawrence.
1: Hello listeners and hello Ollie.
0: Hello. <laughs> hello listeners and hello Lawrence. That's uh that's how we greet each other here on DaPod. Um and this is the podcast where we would uh Normally, we'd be talking about Arsenal, but um it's the international break, so not a whole lot to be talking about on that front. but uh, we'll we'll dive into our first segment anyway, which is uh, Arsenal News. Yeah, that's uh, the Arsenal News theme tune. And, um, yeah, like I said, not a whole lot going on, Arsenal. I mean, I, I suppose Mohamed El Nene has been uh, diagnosed with the novel coronavirus, COVID-19.
1: Oh, oh, I didn't know oh, that. A- oh, oh, well.
0: Yeah, while well, away on international duty with Egypt, I think him, him and Mo Salah have uh, tested positive. Um Apparently symptomless, which is good, but uh, yeah. Yeah, obviously we hope that everything's going to be okay with uh, with our, our Mo. We love our Mo.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah.
0: And I think the isolation rules mean that he'll probably end up missing a couple of Arsenal's next matches. I think we got, is it Palace this weekend that we got? And then uh, Mulder is uh the, the next game after that, so I think you, you might end up missing one or both of those because of the uh the isolation rules and whatnot
1: nice yeah um it's just, it, i i what can i say what's my take on this situation uh a so bloody nuisance is what it is uh it's yeah i'm fed shame. up of it i'm sick of it i don't know what to how can you like I think the season's got to stop. You know, I like we can't risk any more players uh, getting uh, this virus for no reason. Just uh just uh what's the what's the point? Um
0: I think I mean something's got to give. I mean in terms of even if it's just bringing back like the five subs, you know, um just in terms of protecting the players' fitness and whatever. You know, there's so many injuries happening. Um, uh, you know, it, it was pretty obvious that this was going to happen. Just the the number of matches being played um, just means that, yeah, you're going to get lots of players with, like, hamstring problems and knee problems and stuff. So, um, yeah, they've got to do something. It, 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 I mean, depending on how... How much worse um, the numbers get in terms of cases and whatnot? Maybe they have got to shut down the league again for a while. I don't know, but um, yeah, it sucks. You know, I don't want anybody to to have to don't want anybody to get it. You know, it, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a bummer. Even, you know, even outside of football, it's it's uh, it's yeah, fucking sucks. So, boo to you, coronavirus.
2: Yeah, uh, piece of shit. You you freaking yeah. You,
1: you, 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 you dunderhead. Cock bonnet. You, you cock cockwomble.
0: Yeah, there we go. You, you, you shit trumpet.
1: You, uh, you wankstain. You, you wankstain. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so, that actually, uh, that leads us in rather nicely to another big football story of this week. Um, speaking of not being able to swear properly, um, and just sounding like the worst fucking dork that ever lived. Deadpool star Ryan Reynolds has, uh, <laughs> purchased, uh, or he, well, he's become part owner of, uh, of Wrexham. Um, so yeah. Wrexham, one of the oldest, uh, football clubs in, in the league, apparently, uh, or well in, in, in the world in, I mean, in league football is what I mean to say. Um, but, uh, yeah, him, uh, Ryan Reynolds and, um, Rob McElhenney from, it's always sunny in Philadelphia have, uh, become, the owners, the new owners of uh, of Wrexham, in what can only be described as uh, an epic move.
1: Do, do, it's just, what what inspired this? Did these two like play FIFA together, and they're like, hey, you know, we're rich enough that we could buy like, you know, a uh, what, what league are they in, Wrexham? Are they like a non-league team, or are they? Uh,
0: um. Good question. I'm not even sure what league they're in anymore. Well,
1: Football um, Club wrecks them, so they're probably in, like, I don't know. But it's like, what's
2: the deal I mean, I, going on there? Um,
0: I remember going National to see league. Bournemouth play them. That's it, yeah, Van Rama National League. Um, I mean, yeah, I remember, like, back in... Back when I was a you know, a much younger man, um going to watch Bournemouth back when they were playing in like League Two um and seeing them play Wrexham. But that was obviously more than a decade ago at this point. Looks like they're they're fourteenth in uh, in the National League, Van Raman National League, so yeah. Uh about mid table. Um yeah, who knows? Who knows what they can do now that they've got the, the backing of uh, of two major Hollywood stars um I mean I think I I, if I had to guess I mean Ryan Reynolds is Canadian isn't he And Canada kind of like soccer is more of a thing in Canada isn't it so he probably is more aware of like football and that um Rob McElhenney I have no idea um he I mean he's I mean he seems like a cool guy I mean you know I mean who doesn't love it's always sunny it's a fantastic show um yeah, I just, I just uh yeah, the quote here from the BBC sport website says, Why Wrexham? Why not? So that, I think that kind of explains
1: It probably um that's by either like they played FIFA and they're like, you know, we're rich enough that we could buy like a small uh UK football club or whatever and like see what happens. Let's go crazy. We could have real life career mode on our hands. And uh yeah
0: I, um I've, yeah I mean no it, it could be something as stupid as that, yeah I mean um I don't really? yeah I mean, in in terms of branding, it's gonna obviously raise uh Wrexham's profile enormously in the demographic of uh Reddit guys, yeah so they're gonna oh, get <laughs> Rexham are gonna be like the biggest team on Reddit now.
1: How many Marvel characters has Ryan on Space played Deadpool? He played uh, Green Lantern. Well, no, Green Lantern's not Marvel. I, get, I I think.
0: Uh, oh, oh my god! Uh, oh my! Did you? Did you just oh say that? God. Did
1: you? Did you uh, really just say what I I've thought just, you said? Oh I've, my. I've just told on myself. I don't you know just showed anything.
0: Your entire ass.
1: I don't know anything about comic books because I'm cool. Because you're getting too much poontang. I'm getting too much poontang. Too
0: much pussy.
1: I'm just a normal person who like goes outside and mm. uh well I wear a mask, just so you know. And and um Like a superhero. Like a superhero. So I'm actually more of a superhero because I'm real and they are just yes. drawings on a of paper. So yeah. yeah. Um no one's making so, any Reddit forums about me, at least not yet, hope not. If they do, I'm gonna shut that down.
0: Well, they love podcasts on Reddit so maybe we'll maybe we'll get a subreddit uh at some point. Um, I hope so. yeah. I hope not because I <laughs> from from listening God. to other podcasts that have subreddits uh about uh, about their particular podcast it sounds fucking horrible. Um but uh yeah, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob Bacon now own Wrexham. it's uh, that's it's weird and funny. I mean it's it's didn't um, Yuri Geller like Become, wasn't he chairman of Exeter or something at one point? And then there's that that famous thing of like him bringing Michael Jackson to a match.
1: Um, I'm going to googly search this. Um, oh dear, my my phone is being silly now. But yeah, I I don't know whether it's just because like maybe they know David Beckham. I don't know whether like Ryan Reynolds has met David Beckham being out in LA. Almost certainly, probably has met David Beckham. Probably like, hey, why don't we like? get into, like, owning a football club, maybe there's some kind of, like, tax-related uh, thing where, like, if you own something like a sports franchise or a football club or whatever, that, like, maybe you get less tax, like, I guess.
0: Yeah, there's a certain amount of, like, write-off yeah. way they get or whatever. Um, and,
1: um... I don't know. Something like that may be going on, uh, or he just likes football and thought it'd be hilarious to own Okay.
0: So yeah, well, coach Rob um, says that of that it's the, the blue collar. Sorry, this is a uh, Geller.
1: Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and boasted some stellar names: uh, David Blaine, soul diva Patty Boule. And at the top of the bill, the world famous Michael Jackson, all these people, and then it goes dot 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 dot. I'd have to yeah. There's a,
0: a. I think there's isn't there? There's some. There's like a famous clip of uh, Yuri Geller, David Blaine, and uh, Michael Jackson on like a train together, going to a, an extra match. I feel like it's just a real, real grab bag of absolute <laughs> freaks um, on <laughs> on one train. So
1: that's so weird. I got to veer off into Michael Jackson territory, but somebody who like is considered like one of the most famous people in the world. And he's acting like in this situation, like he's complete, like one hit wonder from the eighties and just like, was he what what he's up to now? Oh, he's, I know he's in this context, like he's only, yeah. a, <laughs> he's going to Exeter city. Like that sort of thing, like somebody of his, his level of fame shouldn't be doing it. Well, at the time shouldn't have been, what? Anyway. It does
0: feel like a like a Rick Astley move or something, yeah. you know, you'd Like so you, you'd see one of those types of, uh, yeah, one of those types of eighties sort of one hit wonders. Or uh, I don't know, was Rick Astley a one hit wonder? I don't know. Uh, you know, yeah. one of those sort of faded eighties <laughs> pop stars.
1: He only real Yeah,
0: it is very odd that it's like the most famous man in the world uh, just is going to a to an exit match. Um. I just yeah, love. The world's, the world's most famous pedophile uh, <laughs> going to. Uh-
1: I, I just love ginsters. No, They're Cornish, right, oh, <laughs> Cornish, I
3: love Cornish.
1: I love pasties. I love pasties because I'm pasty and I thought it meant pasty, but it's pasty. Hee hee. Hee.
0: There's two things we know about Michael Jackson. It's that he loves pasties and he loves to surf. So obviously it's a no-brainer that he yeah. likes it. He goes to
1: North North Devon, goes surfing out there, you know, he's with, and then he goes yeah. off to Tintagel down in Cornwall for a nice pint and he likes to just walk around the little village, you know.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, so j- just on the uh, the Wrexham thing, uh, Rob McAhanie says that uh, Wrexham's uh Wrexham being a blue collar town reminds him of Philadelphia. So that was part of the reason why he wanted to get involved. Can't see. Right. <laughs> I don't really see the parallels myself uh between the two, but uh I mean, I've, I've never, never... heard of anyone call Wrexham the the Philly of Wales. Yeah.
1: yeah, they do real big like like sandwiches, like they do real big uh, sort of um Welsh <laughs> rare bits in in the uh in Wrexham they're like oh yeah. long <laughs> cheese on toast like oh my god
0: it's like a terri- yeah it's like a territorial thing where it's like you gotta no you gotta get your rare bit from this from this particular place it's like no no man you ain't but- really from Wrexham unless you get it from this other specific place like Cardiff uh, Cucks
1: what? Swansea Cucks uh, there
0: is in Philly there's like there's like two specific places where you're supposed to get like cheesesteaks from and it's like it's either this place or the other place and really who cares but it's it's something that like local people from there never shut up about
1: (laughs) yeah I mean I I, I've been to funny enough I have been to Wales um, but I've only been to Cardiff and uh, Snowdon so I have no I don't know what Wrexham's like how big it is or how urban it is or how rural it is I I have no idea just quick Google search it looks fairly like a quaint little high street there with sort of blah, whatever. I don't know. Nice
2: roads. So it
1: does have, confirmed a, it does has a have a high street. street. And a, yeah, council houses and I know, hills and trees. No know that much. And the church and, yeah, like any other town in Britain, really. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Mm. Um, uh. Yeah. Um
0: so, so yeah, that's uh that that was one thing that happened this week. I mean, on on the international front, um from an England point of view, not been too good since we last recorded. Uh beat Republic of Ireland in a in a friendly last week and then um yeah, uh, when we had to play Belgium uh, on this Sunday just gone. Um we fucked it. We we done we done yeah. goofed.
1: Yeah, well, you know, simple gave gave ball away in midfield, and then they just a uh, the dummy run from whoever it was, and uh was it Mertens or whoever? And uh Lukaku had just a simple ball. T- was it to um, who was it? It was uh, Tillman's and. uh because
0: yeah. Tielemans scored the, yeah, I mean, he got a bit lucky. I felt bad for Jordan Pickford because it kind of deflected off of uh, Tyrone Mings, I think. And he did, Pickford did get a hand to it, um, you know, on another day, he might have saved it more comfortably. But uh, yeah, can't really do anything about about that. Um, and then, yeah, Dries Mertens just scored an absolute uh, worldie of a free kick. Um, again, no way of stopping it. And then that was pretty much it. Belgium were 2-0 up. They, all they had to do was defend after that. they didn't seem to be, uh, from England's point of view, they didn't seem to be much of a plan B tactically um, beyond just relying on Raheem Sterling's pace, I feel like. So when he got injured, it was just kind of like there was just nothing, nothing they could do. I mean, they brought Saka on um, to replace... Ben well after he got injured and he looked, he looked pretty good. Um, you know, for a few times he was called upon defensively and, and going forward, he he looked all right. But yeah, man, it's just, it seemed like every time England got forward, it was like, they just had to take every player had to take like maybe two seconds too long to overthink whatever it was they were going to do. Uh, whether it was, you know, play a final ball or to put a cross in and, uh, yeah, you can't do that with a team like Belgium. Their defenders are just too good. So yeah, they just managed to block and close down pretty much everything England did. And that was, that, again, they went 2-0 up so early on that they didn't they didn't have to do much else after that. So it it's annoying to lose to Belgium when Belgium didn't have to play that well.
1: <laughs> and now no one has uh, the, the right to complain because uh, he played Grealish and... Uh... Uh, he didn't come up with the goods. He didn't s- score a uh, hat-trick or get, like, s- five assists, whatever the freak. Yeah. He didn't do one. So. It is,
0: it, yeah. He, he, he'll never it's a big again. relief.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a big relief that everyone can finally stop talking about that. You know, Grealish has started an England match and they still didn't win. So it's just like, fine, like, you know. He looked good. He, you know, he did look good, but it's just, uh, I don't know, England looked tired and, like I said, without really a, like a plan B. There was nothing, nothing for them to kind of switch to tactically that would work. Um, but Grealish did look good. He started a match and now now football fans have to find something. You know, every, I feel like every fucking football phone-in in the country uh, now has to find a new thing to complain about. They've got to find a new topic. So probably go back to VAR or something.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, they not just memory hole England because uh, it feels like yeah, England team has somewhat become more of a, like after four or almost like ah, uh, whatever. If we don't, if we lose it, it's like ah, uh, we just memory hole it and then we just oh, back to a Premier League season, right? It's uh, it's, uh yeah. it's, VAR is ruining yeah. the game. Uh, the referee, yeah, what's he thinking?
0: I think, again, it's just the the amount of fixture congestion as well. It just means that, like, the players are having to play so, like, two or three matches a week at club level. And then just throwing them, like, just throwing them into, like, international matches on top Mm. of that is just, like, uh, I don't know. Like I said, a lot of the England players just look tired. Harry Kane looked tired. I mean, obviously, for. Obvious reasons, um, you know the amount of matches he had to play for Spurs already this season um, because they had to qualify for the Europa League.
1: <laughs> yeah. His his back was um, hurt carrying that team. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, come on, him and him and Son carry the team. They yeah. they, both, they share the they
1: share the weight. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's like. I don't know, uh know, Southgate out or are we mm, Southgate out maybe later or Southgate I th-
0: yeah I, I don't I don't think his time's up just yet um but yeah I mean it's a weird time for England i mean it's, it's again for international football in general, it's a very weird time just because of the sheer amount of football that is happening um everywhere around the world um it it, yeah international football just seems like it's barely getting a look in isn't it like it's just sort of like you you kind of just like where does it even fit in um when there's so many matches to be played even just at a club level so i don't know um yeah weird time for for england and, and gareth southgate um hopefully they turn around i mean you know it's still you know we're talking positives it's still a very young promising squad a lot of very good young players in that squad um i mean you know Grealish being just the tip of the iceberg i suppose um but uh yeah there there's yeah a lot of, i feel like there's a lot of good stuff to come from this this current generation of england players um if things ever if things ever do settle down and get back to normal um yeah they they could Say I could see them winning a trophy uh, of some kind.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's only Nations League. You know, it's just, mm. it's just a, it's a Mickey Mouse cup, mate. You know what I mean? Uh, at the end of the day, yeah, yeah. we Euros didn't win. We didn't win the last out. one,
0: and we're no. not going to win this one. So who cares?
1: I mean, what do, what do you get? What do you win? What do you win? Like a just a? What do you win? Just a, a thing.
0: Uh, you get like some airpods I think
1: yeah like a Cadbury bar maybe I don't
0: know yeah Uh, are they allowed to yeah yeah dairy milk dairy milk and some airpods
1: yeah a copy of FIFA 21
0: and a um well, they, no. You, they used to give you a copy of FIFA. Now they give you like a like a, a twenty pound uh, EA voucher that you can uh, use yeah, for like yeah. online transactions in yeah. in FIFA. So you have to get your own copy of FIFA, but you can, you know, you can buy all the extra stuff. Well, some of the extra stuff is only twenty quid, but you know,
2: yeah. Um.
0: um and then oh well, also an international. We have got to congratulate Scotland um, for for qualifying for uh, the Euros and yeah. uh, setting up a yeah uh, yeah group group stage tie with England. First competitive match uh, between England and Scotland since Euro '96. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be if that <laughs> if that does end up going ahead next year. That'll be very uh, that should be very entertaining.
1: Yeah, come on, Scotland, my, my ancestors! Oops. Yeah.
2: yes <laughs>
0: yep, I, I, yeah so, <laughs> so authentic
2: yeah yeah um, i'm scottish yeah <laughs> um
1: yeah
0: I i'm scottish I, no mate i'm scottish um, never been yeah never i been, I, no. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know again you know congratulations to, to scotland i think that it, it's it's similar to England, it's an exciting time for the Scottish national team because they've got some, there is some good young players in that, you know, for the first time, I feel, from Scotland's point of view, for the first time in, I don't know, at least a decade, um, they've actually got like the, the spine of quite a promising team um, in terms of like, again, like, you know, good young players. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's good for them. Good to see them competing at that level again. um, It's their first, so I remember, read, did I read that right? It's their first uh, first tournament since 1998. So that'd be yeah. the World Cup, presumably.
1: Yeah, and they had played Brazil and... Uh, oh, yeah. Alex. That was the first match of the World Cup, wasn't it? I think. Brazil, Scotland.
0: I don't, well, no, the first match is usually the host, isn't it? So it was, it was France 98, but it would have been... It probably would have been one of the first matches.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't I think that didn't come in until like cuz I think I remember World Cup 2002, the first game was France and Senegal. I think it just used to be whoever won the last World Cup would start the game. But now they, I don't know when they oh, changed yeah. it. I think Oh I'm maybe. Gonna, I think I'm going to have a
2: look uh the first game World Cup
0: 98. Yeah, I mean all I can I just, I all I remember is yeah uh the host usually plays the first game. That's usually like the the Friday afternoon, isn't it? Or whatever, you know. Like the Friday afternoon. And then you get into that first weekend where it's Ah, oh God, I miss I miss international tournaments so bad. It it's it's thrown everything off, not having, you know, the Euros this summer just gone. It's it's fucked everything up.
1: Yeah, tenth tenth of June, ninety eight, Brazil two, Scotland one. So I think it used to be that, like Group A would be the last last w- previous world winners against whoever yeah. was they were potted in that group with. But yeah. Huh. I don't know when that changed. Maybe I think it might have been uh wasn't what was the first game of South Africa World Cup? But at some point it changed.
2: Yeah. Anyway. Whatever.
1: Recent recent change.
2: Yeah.
0: Um so yeah, that's that. Yeah, congratulations to Scotland. At least uh, that's you know some good news um, for you know for the for the, the uh, home nations, the home nations. Yes. Um, in terms of the nations league matches that are going on at the moment, I'm just seeing if there's anything interesting happening here. Uh,
1: Slovakia <laughs> Portugal versus scrobovia um,
0: um Spain Germany's 0-0. Yeah, looks like it's uh oh, Sweden 1-0 up against uh, France. So that's that's fun.
1: How can um, that be? They've got Mbappe, the greatest footballer to ever exist ever.
0: Well, the greatest footballer except Paul Pogba.
1: Yeah, and Paul Pogba. They got two of the greatest players ever. Yeah. How can um
0: that be? Yeah, actually yeah, that actually is quite a nice uh, segue to the other thing that uh, caught my eye in terms of uh, football news. Um today I saw on Sky Sports news website there's an article about the fact that Man United have spent uh one they've well they've officially spent over 1 billion pounds on transfers since uh since Fergie left in 2013. So in in the last 7 years they've um yeah, they've officially spent over a billion pounds. Um and I just thought it was interesting to look over some of the figures in terms of the you know the players that they've that each manager since Ferguson has has bought and how much they actually cost because um, you you forget don't you I mean you know it's it's easy you know some of them have been there for so long at this point you would sort of stop paying attention to how expensive they actually were and it's something that you know we go on about it quite a lot the fact that you know Nicholas Pepe keeps getting. Uh, called a flop and whatnot because of his, uh, you know, his price tag of 72 million pounds. But um, yeah. yeah, man, I mean, some of these, <laughs> some of the figures for like these, some of these players are, um, yeah. I mean, right off the bat, David Moyes, his first two signings, Marilyn Fellaini for 29 million pounds um, and one Matter for 40 million pounds. I'd say Matter probably just about worth it for, for 40 million.
1: Yeah. But um what how how many seasons did he have until Mourinho turned up? That was like the only reason he left Chelsea, wasn't it? Because Yeah, I think
0: he, yeah, he, I think you know he had a yeah, a couple of seasons uh of, of peace and then yeah, Mourinho showed up. Um and then under Van, Ga- van Gaal, van for considering he was he was there for what, ne- nearly two years? Um Man, oh man, how many? We, was, there's so many players here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 10, 11, 12, 13. So 13 signings under Louis Van Gaal. Um, so just to rattle them off uh Victor Valdez on a free Daily Blind uh, 15.75 million pounds Marcus Rocco 18 million pounds and the Herrera 32.4 million pounds um Luke Shaw 33.75 million and the I this is something that I feel gets overlooked this is something that, I've, that people have been very quick to forget Angel Di Maria 67.5 yeah. million pounds yeah so that's a- that's
1: what a four steal. and a half
0: million, four and a half million less than, uh, than Nicolas Pepe. Um, the most, at the time, the most expensive signing in Premier League history for Angel Di Maria.
2: Yeah,
1: that was a, that was, a, I don't know what happened there, but, um, just like, I know I don't like Di Maria anyway, cause he's got that.
2: That yeah, he's a bit of a prey. punchable,
1: pinchable, punchable face, but um
2: yeah, just like I mean, I I, I don't know, I don't know what to say. I mean, like I don't know what it, it is like.
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I've got my brain. To, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, also-
0: De Maria, yeah, I mean, De Maria was, uh, I mean. The, I, th- there's no way around it i mean he was he he was uh, a, a flop i mean if that's the term people want to use um the criteria that we that we we're, we're talking here i mean by any standard for that amount of money um just absolute absolute flop town for uh, for angel di maria um and then for you know next on the list radamel falcao Fal- um yeah. who they got on loan Which again was like a. I feel like that was a a huge thing of like, oh Falcao's coming to United. Falcao's coming to United.
1: Um, (laughs) he basically was like injured, and was I, I think at the time, either he was trying to like work his way, and I don't know whether there's like Copper America. I think that's a they're in a different year to like, I don't know. Anyway, but he was just trying to like. Get fit again, but he obviously wasn't. Like yeah, twenty twelve Falcao was like probably the top striker in Europe, and then gets injured as always, and then becomes total shit, and then <laughs> gets he gets basically handed around to each and every club. So he went. He's been at Chelsea. He was at well, United and Chelsea, and then
0: I was going to say was I couldn't I couldn't remember was he at Chelsea before or after United? After
1: after United. And wow!
0: So he'd already been, he'd already been crap at United. Like you said, maybe that was because he was struggling with injury. But then, what was his excuse for being shit at Chelsea? Because he was shit. Uh
1: Mourinho probably and having probably. Uh, yeah. Diego Custer was like he was the hot shit at the time. Oh yeah, it was like almost like Mourinho was trying to like copy um, uh, Simeone at Atletico Madrid because I think. F- I don't know whether Falcao and um, Diego Costa were together at any point at Atletico Madrid, maybe mm. for a bit, but yeah. But um, yeah, it's just one of those um unfortunate uh, flops that uh, we we all like to have our schadenfreude over at United. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then. <laughs>
0: as we'll see uh one of one of uh, quite a few but uh, yeah and yeah Sergio Romero after that they got him on a free Bastian Schweinsteiger remember him they got yeah. they, when he was at united to, for 8.1 million um very weird decision to sign him i think because at that point he was he was what was he like 32 33 at that point It was, it was a sort of, they were signing him like a couple of years after they probably should have um, yeah, and it wasn't like I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I don't get why they 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 did that. Um, Matteo Darmian, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Darmian was sixteen point two million. Memphis Depay uh, for thirty point six million. Um, is he Depay? Has ended up? Where is he at now?
1: He's at Leon still. He That's there it. were rumours that he would join Barcelona this over the summer but I think he stayed at Leon. I don't know how long he'll be there but because um, he's ended up being quite good isn't yeah. he yeah I mean there were even rumours that Arteta wanted to bring him to Arsenal I was like <laughs> well, nah, nah
0: yeah that would have been, that nah. would have been weird that would have been very weird
1: I don't, I don't want United rejects hang on hang on a sec what? <laughs> yeah I think we don't want to go that yeah. too yeah
0: <laughs> Learned our lesson with uh, Mikhail Silvestre.
1: Um, the only exception was Danny Welbeck, sort of. Yeah. <laughs>
0: who
1: who else from Man um, United has not really been that good? I mean, yeah.
0: Uh, um. Yeah, I don't know. Um, after Memphis Depay, we got Morgan Schneiderlin for thirty-one point five million. Um. Never really kind of delivered on his potential there did he um, and then Anthony Martial uh, 54 million pounds which seems insane to me that they spent yeah. that much for, that, that is crazy yeah that they spent that much on him
1: I need to look at what his general season stats are like each like what's his average goals per season or whatever like
0: because I don't I feel, feel like it averages out that it's probably alright because he goes through these phases of scoring loads of goals, and then he'll go months without doing anything. Um, so it probably averages out that he, you know, gets maybe 12, 14 goals a season ish, uh, you know, and a few assists, but I don't know. Yeah. It, like I said, it you, it's, it seems like it's hard work to get that out of him.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know He's like I don't even know I I don't see him Really as a striker I kind of see him He's one of these Kind of very modern Kind of um, Wingers In a sense Where they're not Really a winger That crosses the ball But they're more of a winger That likes to Make those cut inside runs And Mm. Try to curl it in Into the Right hand side Or left hand side You know if If they're right If they're right footed You know Cutting from the left And vice versa But it's like i know i don't really like they, they really, i don't know whether it's just like because he's a united player and they've got to really low, you know big him up, but it's like i don't i don't know what he is that's the thing I've, all this time he's been yeah. united and i'm like he's not really a striker he's not really like a, a poacher he kind of acts like a winger some sort of sort of the modern winger but i mean he's got the pace. I would say, but, yeah he's not really. He's not really. I don't know what he is. He's not
0: given that he was sort of purchased under the Van Gaal regime. Um, he's not. I mean, he's not excelled. I would say under any of the 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 three managers that he's played under at United. You know, he's like I said. He's sort of. I feel like he's averaged out that he's had probably decent seasons ever since he arrived.
1: So the the only sort of his best season was last season with. 17 goals in the Premier League, mm. uh, but before then, like 10, and then 9, and yeah, so he was, so it's basically, well, his first season, I think, got 11 goals, but then after that it was 4, and then 9, and then 10, and then last season was uh, the you know, 17, and this season's only and only two in the Champions League, none in the none in the Premier League so far.
0: Right, okay. I feel like, yeah, and I feel like those 17 that he got last season probably came in, like, I feel like it, the, those matches where he was scoring like two or three in a match, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the, the bulk of those 17 goals, it's not like it was spread out over the season. I feel like he probably got them in matches where he was playing particularly well, and then he just went, weeks and weeks without scoring because that seems to be his whole thing. Um we then move on to uh the Mourinho era. Um and I mean here's where here's where the numbers really do get quite um eye watering. Um so right off the bat Paul Pogba 93.25 million pounds. Um showing ambition oh there.
1: Showing ambition.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Yeah.
1: Oh, eh, uh, speaking of another United reject who came to Arsenal. <laughs> uh, Mkhitaryan, I said I even uh, yeah. said I even said I remember saying to my uh Mkhitaryan will will be good at Arsenal. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> uh, so is what I know. And uh
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he was pretty uh pretty crap. Um yeah, Mkhitaryan for twenty three, sorry, twenty six point three million. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, which uh, they, they famously signed on a free. Um, Eric Bailey, Bailey, mm-hmm. Bailey, uh, thirty million. Uh, Nemanja Matić, who Mourinho bought over from Chelsea for forty million. Um, Romelu Lukaku for another ninety million. Um, Mourinho loves spending 90 million pounds on players doesn't he it's like his whole it's like the main thing that he does
1: Yeah well yeah, you know, he he wants he wants the uh, he wants the best you know he wants those top <laughs> players because they want to come play for Mourinho every, every player out there says how great he is and what I'd love to be under Mourinho <laughs> it depends on what they mean by by to like, who?
2: steady who on you. and um, uh, yeah. Um And yeah.
1: Uh, it's very strange how um Lukaku was he was a pretty good striker before before he joined uh, United. He was very one of the top strikers in, with Everton and, Yeah. I don't know what it is about Man United, whether it's just they just they just can't they're not playing for the badge, you know, it's just the, the um Yeah. <laughs> playing for the biggest club in the world. It just gets the it's just they don't have the um the tenacity, they don't have the mental strength that like yeah you know, the Raikins right of ment- this world had. So it just gets them the occasion, they're overawed and they just can't perform. Oh, I've got to I've gotta to go to a another club. Uh oh, yeah. The pressure.
0: Exactly. It's uh yeah like like Roy Keane said you know it's like it's not the manager's it's not the manager's job to motivate the players uh it should be you know playing for the club is motivation enough so uh yeah yeah if that's not if that's you know if that's not the case then then maybe they're in the wrong job you know um, you know despite their you know the fact that they they may you know they may well be uh among the best players in the world um if they're not playing well for man united probably means they're not that good, you know? Yeah. Cuz it can cuz cuz it's definitely not the club's fault, you know. It it's it's the player's fault if they're not playing well. Um so yeah, Lukaku 90 million, uh Victor Lindelof 39.5 million, uh Matej Kovar on a free, whoever that is. Um Lexa Sanchez was 30 million and uh, part of the swap deal where we got Miktarian. Um so they Jesus. So they spent 26.3 million on Mikatarian and then swapped him and a further 30 million for Alexis Sanchez. Man, that is money down the drain, isn't it? I mean, Jesus Christ.
1: Well, yeah. Alexis Sanchez 56 you know? million. It's not like Alexis Sanchez probably uh thought he was better than he was and uh so I have no idea where.
0: Well, yeah, there's that interview uh, that he gave a few months ago where he said, like, he literally showed up for his first training session, uh, and then, like, as soon as it was over, he was on the phone to his agent asking if he could go back to Arsenal because he just (laughs) he just didn't like the vibe. Like, he just he, he just hated the the atmosphere in the like, you know, in training and the way Mourinho had everything set up. He just didn't like it at all and wanted to, you know. It's almost like an arrested development thing, where he's just like, as soon as he got there, it's just like, I've made a huge mistake.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think Wenger once said, I can't remember, maybe I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like, uh, "Those who leave regret it eventually." Like, I mean, yeah. I can't, it can't. There are not very many Arsenal players who went on. I mean, there are, of course, there are one or two, but like, mm. generally, a lot of the players who do leave. Don't tend to like have the best of times, I mean it's something like Alex' song, uh yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, um yeah. yeah, out of by um, yeah. yeah i think yeah i mean i i I think Henri is probably one of the few that um left and kind of you know made good after leaving
1: I mean I feel bad kind of for Fab, well, sort of a bit for guess. A bit, but yeah. it was more just Barcelona being shitty and um, yeah. trying to shoehorn him in to a team with Chavi, Iniesta, and Messi. Basically, playing in all the positions yeah. where he can, he's where he does play, and he's like, "Well, where can I play?" So they ended up trying to make him as like a false nine. Yeah, it, it tried to shove shove him in somehow, or because Guardiola, I think at the time was like. Trying to play like a almost like Bielsa, like free, free, free one, free or whatever, and trying to shove in uh, Fabregas Mm. into that team It just—I mean, he did. I don't know. It just didn't work for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a shame. But then I guess I don't know. Overall, I think his career was pretty good, wasn't it? It's just Yeah, yeah, yeah he maybe didn't quite break through at the very top level like he should have but um yeah yeah i think you can look back and f- say that he did all right but yeah um yeah and then i think yeah van Persie you know uh, one one good season with united you know they they won the title and then things started going to shit pretty quickly after that um again there was rumors that he wanted to come back to arsenal as well um so yeah
1: but the little boy inside him said, nah, I want to pay for United. Yeah. And he listened to that little boy, rather than turn it to shut the fuck up. Yeah, kids kid? are stupid. Shut the, what the fuck does a kid know?
0: Nothing. That's why they're still kids, because they're stupid. Um, oh, looks like Olivier Giroud has scored for France to, uh, to equalise against Sweden. So that's, that's our boy.
1: He's still going to get picked for France. Even though he'd hardly be playing at Chelsea, he's gonna be like. He's, he's got still- like a.
0: <laughs> he's got like a weirdly incredible record for France, though, isn't he? Like, he isn't he like. He's like among their like record goal scorers, I think.
1: Well, there's another statistic we gotta look.
0: For. <laughs> I I think so. I think there's only the like. There's maybe like four or five players ahead of him in terms of like all-time goal scorers for France. Um. Yeah, he's got like a weirdly good uh record when it comes to, to scoring for, for France. Um
1: Leading goal scorers, okay. Here we go. Loading Wikipedia. Gonna scroll all
2: the way down.
1: Okay. Um Henri and Giroud is second.
2: There we <laughs> so, go,
0: yeah. So I thought he was near the top. Goals forty two, so it'd yeah. so
1: be forty three now. Forty-three goals, I would assume, unless that's been updated now. But Platini, I mean, David the, Trezeguet, Griezmann, thirty-three, Zidane, thirty-one, Just Fontaine, no, no, no. Jean-Pierre Papin, <laughs> uh, Jokaev, Benzema, a piece of shit, uh, Sylvain <laughs> Wiltord. Do you see that? There's uh, a clip of Benzema a couple of weeks ago in the Champions League. Caught in a tunnel cam saying something like you know don't pass the ball to Vinicius Junior or something like that. Don't <laughs> no,
0: <He's, laughs> Wow, what a cunt!
1: Like uh, he's he's trying to like ruin. The, he's you know trying to deliberately sabotage the game for us. Don't pass to him. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that reminds me. Actually, talking of um, uh, yeah, talking of Champions League and whatnot. Um, did did we talk last week about Tony Cruz and his whole weird anti-mask thing?
1: No, I, I haven't. We didn't talk about that, but I did hear about it. Yeah. Something yeah. So he, uh, sizing um, Obama Yang and, yeah, he said that him? Obama
0: Yang is, uh, a, a, uh, not a good role model for wearing the, uh, the Black Panther mask when he celebrated scoring a goal, um, last season in the Europa League. Um, uh, which is a weird thing to, I don't know. Uh, that's a weird thing to gripe about anyway. Um, and that, yeah, Obama Yang said that, uh, Obama Yang said that it was because did it for his son um, who loves Black Panther. So it's just like, uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why get involved? But then there's, there's that clip of um, yeah. Tony Cruz showing up and he's the, like the the whole rest of the team uh, are all wearing masks and he's the only one not wearing a mask for, uh, you know, to protect from the novel coronavirus COVID-19. So it's just like, Oh wow. So he's just like an all round fucking dumbass shithead.
1: Yeah, so apparently he was speaking on the Einfach... Uh, oh dear, this is... Well, there's a problem with German. So I don't know how... It, Einf- <laughs> Einfach mal lupen podcast via Sportbild. Cruz said, if there are rehearsed dances or choreographies, I find it very silly. Barmyang once celebrated and took out a mask. That's where it ends with me. It sounds like sort of like a, you know, 606 calling. That's where it ends yeah. with me. I don't think that's a good role model. Yeah,
3: that that
0: is a very Roy Keane attitude. uh, Expressing joy in any kind of way whatsoever. What's that about? What's that? You don't need joy. You don't need to experience joy when you're a footballer.
1: It's not about joy. It's about (laughs) toil without reward. Yeah, exactly. That's what football's (laughs) about. And, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, fuck him. Fuck Tony Cruz. Um,
1: yeah, Real Madrid players we get there I mean yeah
0: just, yeah, yeah um, usually they're such a nice bunch of lads aren't yeah. they Real Madrid players they're famously famously a nice group of uh, of uh, fellas um, yeah anyway back he's to the he's another one that
1: he's another player that a lot of Man United players have wanted at United supposedly they'll pretend yeah. they didn't want him now they'll pretend like oh I wanted not know wanted him he I, f- I, remember, yeah, he, I remember he must be forget.
0: I feel, yeah, you're you're right. He's probably one that's fairly near the top of the list in terms of um the most the the player that's been photoshopped the most times into a United shirt.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like Tony Cruz must be easily in the top ten of those. Um but anyway, yeah, back to United and their their billion pound uh their their billion pound mistakes. Um so after Sanchez, we've got um Goalkeeping legend Lee Grant for one point five million, um, and then f- again, th- like this is insane to me. Fred cost sixty one point two million pounds for Fred.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was another one. Was that problem- like
0: was that like just after the World Cup or something? Because I thought didn't he he had like a pretty good World Cup for Brazil or something? Didn't he? And then that must have been it- around that time.
1: I think maybe the season before. I think Shakhtar had a relatively decent Champions League campaign, mm. and uh, for some reason, if you play for Shakhtar, and it's, it's, it, you somehow look better than you actually yeah. are,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, because they're
1: kind of they're kind of like an underdog team always in Champions League. So it's like they always seem to like have this way of, of being kind of giant killers in a way. They're kind of like one of the few sort of clubs who regularly beat the bigger clubs. I mean, recently they beat Real Madrid. Uh,
2: mm. like yeah.
1: Like three, 3-2 three or something, or, or something like that. 3-4-3 three, three or whatever. Was it 3-3? Free? Free. Something like that. But they came back. I'm wrong. I'll get me, uh, get me uh, memory wrong again. But um, yeah, they have a habit of doing it. But I think there was one season a few years ago where they had a fairly decent Champions League. And so that, because he was playing, he was like a either a sort of attacking mid or a striker or something, but then he sort of dropped further into midfield, like defensive midfield, box to box. Yeah. And I think Man United, they're very desperate for having, they need a box to box player because, you know, Pogba, static as anything, and uh, Matic, static. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Fred turns out he's average as well. Yeah. So it's like, yeah.
0: Again, yeah, I think Fred's probably a player that averages out to have what appears on paper to be a good season, but there's just long stretches of uh, inconsistency. Um, yeah, and then after Fred, we've got uh, Diogo Dalo for 19 million. Um, so that's, yeah, that's all of Mourinho's signings. Um, and then we get to, yeah, so we get to... to 2018 to the present day with uh, with Ollie. Um and that, yeah, again the figures just uh, staggering. So I mean, right off the bat, we got Harry Maguire eighty million pounds, which we've talked about a lot. Um, one that kind of maybe flies under the radar a bit more is is fifty million pounds for Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Um, that I feel like I don't know. Sometimes it looks like he's going to be you know the the player that. He shows, you know, shows a lot of promise, you know, like the, from back when he was at Palace and whatever. Um, but I feel like that, yeah. There's other days where you just see that number of fifty million pounds and think, well, what the fuck did they spend that on? I mean, like, <laughs> that, uh, yeah. And again, United fans will insist that Wan Bissaka is um, like not just better than like Trent Alexander Arnold, but like a lot better than him. Yeah,
1: even though he barely crosses and not very most technical dribbler, but he's, you know, he's, he puts good tackling, you know, he reads the game well, but that's the thing. He's like United's yeah. best, best defender. And uh, you know it doesn't take much yeah. this, at the moment to be United's best uh, defensive player. Yeah. I mean, it, it's and a, it's
0: a world's tallest midget situation really, isn't it? To be, to be United's best defender.
1: Yeah. And, um, and who else didn't really have anyone else, who can play right back so it's like he's got yeah you know he doesn't have to worry so much I mean I think he's sort of lucky in that sense he's like probably a fairly decent right back but yeah goes to United and he's like wow what, what a steal yeah he's such a great right back he's like but you know you're, you're so one of your best players is like a right back really I mean
0: I, yeah that's yeah it's again it's like <sighs> Yeah. You compare him to like uh if we're talking like, you know, truly great fullbacks or wingbacks. You look at Liverpool and you look at like Andy Robertson and and Trent Alexander-Arnold. To examples of like, you know, two truly outstanding uh, players in in those positions. And it's like Wan-Bissaka's just like yeah, he's good for that role. And it's like being good for that role translates as him being the best defender at United. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just it says so much.
1: It's like the other side of because um, United, I think Ollie's now starting to play like a free sort of kind of like with Arsenal, kind of like a free, yeah, three five two. But you've got Luke Shaw and Alex Tellers now, Tellers. yeah. And uh, so you've got essentially two left backs, and on Wampusaka, is just one. And it's like it's, just, it's just a very lopsided team you have here, just sort of a uh, you need two left backs. And it's just like it, it, it way yeah. I mean, hang on. I've just realized the ir- well wow. um uh but Saka isn't a left back, first of all, so it's not the same as Tierney and Saka. But um
0: No. Uh, I mean, yeah. Saka's versatile enough that he can just play as a straight winger and yeah. often does. Um but anyway, yeah. Um so yeah, we got uh, after Wan Bissaka, Dan James, uh, which is eighteen million.
1: Um, Odion oh, okay. Egalo. <clears throat> yeah, another one who's like, well, Watford, and yeah. uh, didn't really do much there, and then he got off to China, and then he's I, I China. Don't know, I, I don't know what that's about. I uh, don't know whether that's some kind of thing they got going on with. I don't know. It's, yeah, I
0: mean, because he's still there, isn't he? I think they, they extended his loan. So, whether,
1: whether Chinese clubs can't play players players' wages, and so they fend them off to other clubs for a bit while they try to accumulate some money again. I don't
0: know. Maybe. And, um. Uh, <clears throat> so he's yeah he's he's still on loan from whatever Chinese club um they they got him from, and then you got Bruno Fernandez sixty seven point seven million. Um. Arguably the only player on this entire list that justifies that price, I would say. Just looking back over yeah. it.
1: Yeah, they find one player who isn't the worst and actually is somewhat good. But <laughs> a lot of his goals are penalties, so it kind yeah. of boosts your numbers a bit. Get, you
0: know, it is, yeah, I mean, yeah, statistically, yeah, he's maybe... But then, he, I mean... He does. If, uh, uh, to be fair, if we're talking stats, you know, you look at the number of assists he gets. You can't really, you know, you can't really take that away from him. He is. He does look like the real deal. Um, uh, but it, you know, it's the, the the amount of names that we've read through and the amount of money that's been spent. It's it's just him, isn't it? Like it. it there's yeah. there's nobody else. I'm just, again, I'm just looking back over it. I mean again united fans will say that fred is like you know the best at what he does in the league which is like uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> you know the best at what he does being a guy named fred i think that's pretty much all we can that's all we can say for him um matter has been consistent but it's not as though they've built the team around him or anything he's just sort of a good like a good sort of depth option for them i suppose like he's he's someone that they've been able to like bring on and to change games, you know, a a few times. It's not like, like I said, it's not like he's been like the linchpin of how they've built the side or how they, how they play. Um, Martial 54 million. No way. Is that uh, Is he worth that? I mean, yeah, it Fernandez is the only, that's the only example I can see on this whole list that like actually comes close to justifying the amount of money they spent on him.
2: Yeah. It's, uh,
1: <clears throat> well, according to where I'm reading from, it's, I don't know where there was add ons probably, but it was said 49.5 million, but I, was, I assume there's probably add ons as well. Yeah, I but, would have thought um, that
0: they, yeah.
1: But yeah, it's just such a strange. I mean, they bought Vanderbeek this season and he'd barely play him. He's a, he's yeah. a very decent player himself. He's kind of that. Kind of almost reminds me of Thomas Müller in that kind of what they call a a, a ra- Raumdeuter is the term they use. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. It yeah.
1: It's kind Ram, of reminds me Raumdeuter, Raumdeuter, Ram, Ram the, the space interpreter, just so sort of like a yes. free roaming attacking mid type player, and yeah, they barely played him. It's very strange. And um, S-
0: space space interpreter, <laughs> were what, what you talking about uh, Professor Brian Cox?
1: <laughs> yeah. i feel very smart when i watch his shows i feel oh man space and Uh, the universe
0: i feel very stupid because he talks he he talks to the viewer like they're a baby (laughs) i don't i don't like his delivery (laughs) it's very kind of uh you know it's fine whatever it's fine the shows are fine i guess but the way he talks it just sounds like it sounds like he's talking to a little kid um
1: yeah, it's kind I guess of like, people
0: like that, but I, yeah,
1: it's kind of like with me when I get really um analytical over music, and everyone around me doesn't know what I'm on about, and mm. uh, yeah so I feel like I feel like Brian Cox, I feel like i'm I'm just too damn smart for the room i'm just I'm just so
0: I hate it when that happens yeah when, I, when I, i'm when i'm when I'm being too smart, when I'm being, I'm being too, smart too smart for everybody around me, it's um People think it's a blessing, but actually, sometimes it can be. It can be very lonely being this, being this smart, you know,
1: and and it's attractive, and it's 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 a curse. Uh, yeah, you have to uh, uh, do what you can. Of course, I don't
0: believe in, in actual curses because that's superstitious nonsense, and I'm too smart to uh, to, but you know, being being a card carrying atheist, I, uh, I I don't believe in in curses or superstitions. But uh, yeah. I only believe in the uh, Flying Spaghetti Monster.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Source. Uh, yeah. Source. <laughs> uh, context. Context much?
0: Uh, um, yeah, I've got to, uh, excuse me, I've got to go get a, I've got to go buy myself a Wrexham shirt. Um, did you know Deadpool owns Wrexham?
1: Holy, i oh, got to get a Deadpool wearing a Wrexham shirt. Funko Pop
0: there is yeah. There's gonna be like Deadpool three is gonna be like Deadpool fighting yeah. like Var Man or some shit. He's
1: gonna make some reference to it. So yeah,
0: Rex. Rexham, I'm gonna right? I'm
1: gonna Rex I'm gonna Rex Yeah, right? they're the
0: they're the team that Rex them.
1: We're the Wrexum team. We're Team Rexum. That's a stupid yeah. name. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, you have to be some kind of giant moron to own a team named Wrexham. And then they just look straight at the camera for seven wink. seven minutes.
1: Hey, eh? eh? hey, eh? hey! Yeah, have um, you seen it?
2: Have you seen it?
1: Where's my <laughs> washboard?
0: How queer! Uh,
1: and Ooh, then just Arthur.
0: sorry, rounding out this uh, this list of man, in, man United signings, we've got Edison Cavani on a free, um, <laughs> which is very funny. Just the fact that they panic bought him on deadline day uh, on a free um, is great. But he's uh, the
1: first Uruguayan to score at Ed, Ed, Ed Everton uh, since yeah, at Goodison Park. Uh, in twenty thirteen.
0: Yeah, uh, only Uruguayan striker to score at Goodison Park in twenty twenty. Uh, Kane and Aubameyang are terrified.
1: They must be terrified. Yeah, I can I actually can see him right now.
0: Gibberish. Just nonsense. Inane. Um, And then they got, yeah, Yeah. Alex Tellers, who we mentioned a minute ago, 15.4 million. Um, If he ends up being half decent, that could be maybe a bargain, but I don't see it. Uh, And then Donny van der Beek, uh, 39 million, which is a lot to spend on a player that you just aren't using at all. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. You've got to play play, uh, Martial. You know, he's quality. World class, and uh, yeah, and uh, Messi Lingard, you know he's. True
0: oh yeah, did you see? Uh, you know, you've uh, you know you unfollowed United Trade, didn't you? Well,
1: um, I never followed him. I just muted him. But
0: oh, you muted. <laughs> there was uh, some tweet. Again, it's one of those things where it's like another like stupid football fan had done like one of those tweets. It was like these are the four best midfielders, and it's just like you, you know the guy has Meza Erzul as his Avi, so it's like one of the, again, just not based on anything, but it's like four photos of like Messi, uh, Saka playing for England against Belgium in the, in the Belgium match. And then like, like two others, I think it's like, maybe like De Bruyne and someone else. Um, and then like, yeah, United Trey just like quote tweeted it with like (laughs) something like, if you know, you know, or something. And it was just, it was a picture of, uh, it was just a picture of Lingard. And then like, it was like, I thought like, that's really like, that, I, I mistakenly was like, oh, that's pretty funny. That's like a good bit. That's like a self-aware kind of bit to be like, actually the most amazing midfielder is is Jesse Lingard. But then he like doubled down and like, it became like a whole thread where he kept posting pictures. And <laughs> one of them was like, one of them was like, literally like, um, a photo from that FA cup match where they were three nil up against Yeovil. And it was, just, it was oh. like Lingard just like running, like running through like a bunch of uh, Yeovil defenders, and it was like three <laughs> nil up against Yeovil in the FA Cup, and it's just like, oh my god, Jesse Lingard, he's the best, the fucking, the best midfielder in the world right now, just tearing yeah. apart Yeovil,
1: Then doing a fortnight dance, yeah, dab, Yo. just
0: epic, yeah, H- hitting the most epic dab you've ever seen. I mean, you know. Um, Pepe would never Pepe could never
1: Pepe could know he's flop he's no. never he scores he's, never, he's probably never
0: he's never played Fortnite
1: no he probably doesn't he probably doesn't He's he probably doesn't know what a, a if he probably thinks a Fortnite is is uh is, uh, is it's two weeks. time of day It's time of the day you know
0: yeah <laughs> um yeah sorry just burping here um we're gonna take a, a quick break. And there's is there, there's there's no other football stuff we've got to talk about, is there?
1: Um no, uh, I don't think so.
0: No. Okay. Um yeah, we're gonna take a well uh, should we try and do predictions for the next Arsenal match?
1: Arsenal to win 2-0. There you go.
0: Okay. Are you basing that on anything or
1: uh because Palace are Rubbish No um,
0: it's, Oh sorry I, My mistake We're playing Leeds Sorry I thought it was bad. Oh okay playing uh, Arsenal to
1: win uh, It's 3-0 We're going to come back We're we'll going to show everybody That we're not crap And fuck Leeds And sod all that shit uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm
2: going to have I, some belief
1: I'm going to be positive I'm going to be The Arsenal propagandist And I'm going to be like We're going to win 3-0 Deluded three. Arsenal fan Deluded.
0: <laughs> okay. In the interest of balance, then uh, I'm going to be more pessimistic and say that we will lose two one. I think to Leeds. Oh.
1: Um.
0: So we'll see. We'll see who who's proven right. Just so we've got a little little bit of you know a little bit of conflict there. Uh, so we'll see who who comes out on top. So yeah, we're going to take a, a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to find out once and for all which Star Trek Next Generation character Lawrence is. So. Don't go anywhere.
2: Okay.
1: The, uh, the out of context Arsenal posted a thing where Arsenal on Facebook say they're proud to be the first Premier League club to sign up for the UN climate change sports for climate action framework. And then someone in the comments says, uh, We don't even know how to tackle Grayish, and you've decided that the next opponent to tackle is climate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean where's the lie you know
1: where is the lie uh, where yeah. is it
0: so and we're back and we? we're back so that's that'll stay in um and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna it's it's time for another quiz it's, i feel like it's been a couple of weeks maybe or at least one week we didn't do a quiz last week did we
1: no we didn't no no okay
0: so um yeah, we've been talking about it quite a lot over the last few weeks, uh, Star Trek the Next Generation, because you've been uh how di- are you are you sort of rewatching it all in order or are you just watching random episodes?
1: I just watch random episodes whenever it's on TV. Uh, channel. just
0: sort of dipping in here and there. Um so yeah, this this is uh, this quiz comes to us from uh, brainfall.com. Um and it's yeah, which Star Trek Next Generation character you've got? Ten questions here. Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll get to the bottom of uh, of which character you are, Lawrence. Um, before we begin, who? I mean, I, we'll, we'll, I'll do. You know, the two questions that we we always do. We do these quizzes. Who do you think you'll get, and who do you hope you'll get?
1: Um, I'm gonna say I would lo- I would love to get um. Uh, I, I would love to get uh, uh, Riker, but I'll probably end up with like Beverly Crusher.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's such a bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, everybody wants to be Riker. He's he's cool. He's got that, just that energy of just like a big fat bearded guy that somehow always gets pussy. Um, so first question in this one, why would you want to join Starfleet? To meet new people, uh, sorry, to meet new and interesting people, to explore outer space, to play with cool gadgets, I was raised to be in Starfleet.
1: I was raised to be in Starfleet. Okay. I'm not just picking the last uh, option. I'm just, that sounds so, that sounds like, like Reich would say, you know, very, very assertive.
0: Okay. Don't try and game the system, though, because we're trying to get a, a genuine result here about who you actually would be. So don't try and, don't try and answer as though you're Riker. Yeah. So those are, I'll just go through the options again. Why would you want to join Starfleet? To meet new and interesting people, to explore outer space, to play with cool gadgets? Uh, and I was raised to be in Starfleet.
1: Let's go with cool gadgets. Okay. Let's I was going to say, yeah, that seems like Let's your, play with cool gadgets.
0: That seems like your thing. Um, which is your favorite Star Trek movie? So we, we were talking about this a little bit last week. Um, so there's only four options here, and there's like 20 Star Trek movies. So I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, which is your favorite Star Trek movie? Star Trek The Motion Picture, uh, The Final Frontier, The Search for Spock, or the Wrath of Khan? Um
2: um let's uh which was the one with the whales uh uh let's go ref Khan. i was gonna say yeah i think that's probably probably the one
0: i'd pick um which <laughs> okay <laughs> which is your favorite star trek tv series the original series the next generation deep space 9 or voyager
1: uh, let's go crazy. To say uh, Deep Space Nine. That's so boring. What? It's, I know. That's I never.
0: Li- literally not true. It's. Like- I
1: know. Let's put. Let's put. Uh, let's put. Next generation.
0: Next gen. Okay. Um, what job would you want on the Enterprise? Captain, engineer, scientist, or security officer? Uh,
1: engineer. Let's go with engine, engine, yeah. engineer. They tend to have okay. fun things to do.
0: Um, yeah. What would be the coolest thing about being in Starfleet? Going places no one has ever gone before, using equipment no one else can use, meeting really cool aliens, or visiting strange planets? I feel like the first and last answers are kind of similar there. But yeah. Which? Uh, meet, what would you say?
1: Meet cool aliens.
0: Meeting really cool aliens. I mean... Again, if we're talking, you know, the Riker, the, the Riker slash uh, Shatner version of that is, uh, you know, you're doing more than meeting them. Well, I suppose, you know, you're meeting them with an A, M-E-A-T, yeah. you know, fucking, fucking the aliens. Um, what Just was your childhood? <laughs> what was your childhood like? It was fun and I excelled at everything. I was nerdy, but it was fun. I wasn't very popular. I was different, but life was normal.
1: Uh, well, kind of a mix of the third and the second one. I wasn't very popular, but I was kind of nerdy, but mm. it was fun nonetheless. Uh, okay,
0: I was nerdy, but it was fun. Um, are you close to your parents? I have always been close to my friend. What? <laughs> okay, so the the question is, are you close to your parents? And then the first answer is, I have always been close to my friends. Uh, seems like a bit of a non sequitur. Um I like them, but I haven't talked to them in a while. I am close with one parent. I never knew my parents
1: well i've i always close with my parents, so i need i think we should go with the first i don't know which one to go with, but I'm always close you know i'm always with my parents I've always
0: yeah, I, 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 I don't get that first option. It feels like there's some maybe some words missing. I have always been close yeah. to my friends maybe it's uh, just put
1: just put that one
0: yeah. But- See what Might happens. be wrong, but um, when you look into space, what are you looking for? Planets, satellites, stars, alien ships.
1: I'm looking for alien ships, Mo.
0: Give me those alien ships, baby. Trying to get abducted up in here.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get probed.
0: Probe oh. me, Queen. Um. <laughs> Uh, What do you think would be the coolest space discovery in your lifetime? A planet like Earth, life in our solar system, wormholes, or sentient life?
1: Hmm. Well, some of those sound the same answer, but uh, a planet like Earth. A planet like Earth.
0: Yeah, a planet like Earth. Well, I guess a planet like Earth wouldn't have to be within our solar system. So, yeah, it's sort of A planet
1: like Earth, but with no people, just, like, animals. Like, they're they're this... They're in like some kind of dinosaur like era, or maybe
0: just ready for us to uh, to colonize. Yeah. <laughs> just ready for Elon Musk to send all of the richest people uh, out to, while well, we all uh, burn to death on the planet that's trying to cook us alive. Um, what kind of leader are you? A fair one, a generous leader, I have no idea, or well rounded? I
1: would say I'm generous. A generous I'm, I'm leader. Very nice. No, I'm very generous. Okay.
0: Um what role would you play on a mission? Leader, investigator, red shirt, or security?
1: Um well, I'm not very strong for security. Uh I don't mm. want to die. What were the other first two options again?
0: Uh, um so you got I'll go through the, all the options. You got leader, investigator, red shirt, and security. So, for anybody that doesn't know, red shirt is uh, that sort of TV slang that originated from Star Trek, but it kind of it, it applies to you know all kind of TV and movies. Red shirt is just a, a character of kind of no no real significance um, that gets killed off to avoid one of the main characters dying, basically.
1: Yeah, um, I probably just investigator.
0: Investigate.
2: I'll go
1: down. I'll go find out what's going on.
0: Yeah. You're gonna follow the take, kick ass and take some names. Um Okay. Do you respect authority? Yes, I am authority. Yes, very much uh, very much so. Not really or usually.
1: Uh not really. <laughs> that sounds so dog capital, but why <laughs> why would I? Why yeah, you're a you're a, real,
2: uh, you're a real you're a real kid rock. I'm a real kid, real I'm a real real kid rock hardcore. in
1: that regard. <laughs> I'm real. I'm I'm the I'm the Joker, baby.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, like that movie. I'm the I look at me, look at me. I'm, I'm the Joker the
1: now. Joker, baby. That's how he says it. That's. <laughs> like Christop- like Christopher Walken. I was gonna say, was that Christopher I'm Walken? The Joker, i baby. The
0: Joker. Hello baby i was thinking of a joke you wouldn't get it um when it comes to life and death situations what uh blah blah sorry when it comes to life and death situations do you want that responsibility uh, i take it often no that's not me i can do it no one else thinks i can though or i will accept any role assigned to me
1: i could do it when no one else thinks i can
0: no one's, no one's giving I, you a chance.
1: I proved those haters yeah. wrong.
0: There's a lot of questions in this quiz. Um, oh, uh, lost my place here. Right, okay. Uh, how do you think leaders become great? Uh, they work hard and make decisions when others won't. Politics plays a role. Uh, they get lucky. Or they understand their ship and crew.
1: I think politics has a real, you know, it's you like think? history is written by the victors, you know, all that. So, of course, one side will be a bit more uh, complimentary than another. But
0: Yeah. So, uh, you, yeah, you, you think it's, it's all down to politics.
1: The politics, yeah. Mm. Okay.
0: Um, how good of a student are you? I will always be a great student. I'm very attentive. Not the best and I am a curious person.
1: Well, I'm very attentive. Yeah.
0: Say. Okay. Um, do you have good hand-eye coordination? <laughs> Not the best, but I can handle my own. Nope. Not as good as I'd like. Or yes, very good.
1: I'd say uh, yes, very good.
0: Okay. You have good <laughs> hand-eye coordination. Well, good for you. I'm Um,
2: very
1: good at catching things. I'm very good at catching and (laughs) reflexes. Like
0: yeah. So you could how often do you reckon that would come up in a in a Star Trek scenario that you'd need to be able to catch things?
1: Well if something were to like if I opened a cupboard and something fell off I'd catch it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Stuff falling out of cupboards on the on the bridge you know. That old trope.
1: maybe Data's head falls off. You know, yeah. Whoa, but, geez, yeah. Yeah. Head fell. Any, off, yeah.
0: You know. Any body part of data is falling off. Someone needs to catch it. Um, okay. Do, speaking of data, do you embrace technology? I do, but I prefer instinct. Yes, technology is essential. If it looks cool, and if uh, uh, I do, if it makes my job easier.
1: Oh, a bit of both. The it's if it's cool and makes the job easier. Okay. Uh, let's make the job easier.
0: So which one are you going for out of those two? Makes
1: makes the job easier. Uh... If it
0: makes my job easier, okay. Um you can dish it out, but can you take it to uh yes, nope, sometimes. I don't even know what you are talking about.
1: Um dish it out. I I'm never good with uh dishing it out. So um
0: well the premise uh, of this question is you can dish it out but can you take it too so this would be someone oh, someone coming back at you
1: take it yeah uh, i can uh, be um I, 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 as i grow um, older i try to uh, uh, you know not be take it so seriously uh so <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean you did get a bit defensive last week yeah, when i called out your yeah. your lack of improv uh yeah
1: you know, yeah else. Yeah. So I was I was, these- in t- I was in two minds and, um, um, this shit can I take it? I say, uh, you say yes. Okay. No. I say no, no, no. Honestly, no. I can't take it. I'll try. all that. But I can't. No.
0: After all that, just go yes. Um, okay. So, nope. You can't take it. Um, a, a, joke is, <laughs> a joke is good between friends only if it doesn't hurt anyone's feelings, if it's not too mean, if it is hilarious, or I if understand it's the joke.
1: If it's hilarious.
0: If it's hilarious. Um, and following on from that, do you laugh easily? Uh, as long as the mood is not serious, I laugh often, sometimes, or no.
1: I laugh often. Uh, at times, to cover it's a it's a way of covering up how I don't know what I'm doing or what to say. So uh, yeah, yeah, I laugh all the time.
0: You're you're a nervous laugher. Doing uh, a lot, nervous, lot, of, lot of
1: a lot of laugh, ma- laughing, sort of yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, oh, this is an interesting question. Who do you hate most on the Enterprise? Wesley Crusher, Data, yeah. Jean luc pa- <laughs> They put Jean luc Packard, Pack- um, which is. <laughs> the fake uh, one I'd amazing yeah for a star trek quiz they've just spelt his name wrong um yeah so wesley crusher data jean-luc packard or i have no problems with anyone
1: wesley bloody crusher i was gonna say it's but uh,
0: they got like the most hated star trek character maybe of all time and then like two of the coolest characters and then just a you know and then a cop-out answer of i have no problems with anyone really weird choices um, Wesley, yeah. bloody so,
1: crusher. Oh,
0: Wes- I'm, st- I'm
1: still struggling at the Academy, but I'm always turning up to save the day.
0: Yeah. God, what a fucking pipsqueak, bitch-ass motherfucker. Um, and then conversely, uh, who do you love most on the Enterprise? Worf, Jean-Luc Packard, <laughs> Philly Crusher, or Geordie LaForge?
1: I, I like Geordie's, uh, um, his, he's always positive, you know. He's always, i got to say, yeah, you got to love
0: Geordie. I mean, it's, yeah.
1: His positivity, you know, he's always, he's never he's never he's, an aggressive type.
0: An uncontroversial choice, I would say. Everybody everybody gets on with Geordie. It's Same good. way that, like, you know, towards the end of, you know, towards the end of the Beatles, you know, all of the Beatles hated each other except, except Ringo, like, you know, George. Yeah. George, Paul, and John uh, all hated each other, but they they all they all loved Ringo. You know, they didn't want he was like the child of the divorce. Yeah, he was the only one that they all agreed on. Um, so, Geordie Devo- I got to say the choices for these last couple of questions are very, <laughs> just very uh, arbitrary. Um, seems, yeah, odd to just pick these. It, clearly, it's the, whoever made the quiz; it's their choices, but. Um, what don't you like about Captain Picard? So they've spelled his name correctly in this question, unlike the previous two. Um, what don't you like about Captain Picard? Uh, he's too cool for school. He thinks he knows it all. He doesn't care about his people. He needs more hair.
1: Well, um, he could do some more hair maybe, but... Um, I, I,
0: I disagree. Yeah. I think he looks great, but... Um, you-
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to give. I I thought maybe he could be a bit um, a bit too diplomatic. No. Um.
0: You'd like to see him with like a big pompadour. Is that right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be much more intimidating for like aliens because yeah. they see this guy with a big pompadour and he'd be like, Whoa. Yeah. Who
0: is this who's this cool cat?
1: Who's this guy? It's like Yeah. Who's this greaser? <laughs> Um, <laughs> we'll have a jacket you guys just, are square hey <laughs> <Ay. laughs> just
0: yeah doing like the doing like the the Vulcan like hand gesture of it going hey instead of doing the thumbs up
1: He sort of high fives them when they yeah. stick their hand out like that go,
0: yo um, what's happening there's there's an interview with um, Patrick Stewart I can't remember if I've talked about this before but like when he was um, when they were first working on the pilot for the next generation because like the character of Jean-Luc Picard was written as, as a French guy. So he originally was going to do it with a French accent. Um, and there is apparently there's, there's like a version of him doing like that opening, that opening monologue, you know, space, the final frontier, but doing it with a French accent. Um, and also he was, he was supposed to have hair. He was going to wear, a hair because Jean-Luc Picard was, <laughs> was not written as a bald man. So there is like, there's a version of like the pilot episode of next generation where like Jean-Luc Picard <laughs> has, has hair and is French, which is amazing to think about.
2: Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so just to, to confirm your answer there, um, you want him to have hair.
1: It's, it's, yeah. You just, uh, I just, because I don't agree with the other options. Um, yeah. Let's go with more hair.
0: I, yeah, I'd say, yeah, the other options don't really seem. Uh, maybe he's a bit, a, a bit of a know it all, but I, I don't know. It's, it's difficult to pick one of those options. Um, what is one trekky thing you can't wait to do? Be beamed all over the freaking place, <laughs> go light speed, visit the bridge, visit other planets.
1: Oh, um, get beamed all over the place. Oh, man. Uh,
0: all over the freaking place. Yeah, you and uh, Miles, uh, what's his name?
1: From Frasier. Oh, no,
0: for, no <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Irish guy, the, the, the transport Miles guy. Miles O'Brien, yeah. Miles That's O'Brien. it, yeah, from Con Air. Um, yeah. Do you believe sentient life exists elsewhere? Yes, I know it. Sure. No. Well, I am here, so... Dot, dot, dot.
1: Well, I am here, so... uh, (laughs) Dot, dot, dot.
0: Very diplomatic. Um, If a UFO appears over your city, what's the first thing you do? Pull all your loved ones together? Get out of Dodge? Take a selfie? Get my prepper stuff together?
1: I'm going to take a selfie. I don't (laughs) want to miss that opportunity.
0: I was gonna. I, I was. I was expecting you to say, "Get your prepper stuff together," because you, you you strike me as the uh, prepper doomsday type.
1: Nah, I, I, I just if aliens have invented that kind of technology, I don't know whether they would be. Um, they might be a bit more enlightened, not the uh, destructive. We want to destroy your planet types. I don't know.
0: Hmm. Okay. I try to be um, a bit
1: more positive about it. rather than, Oh my God, they all kind of camp killers.
0: Yeah, that's true. You, you want to make friends with the aliens rather than, um, hide from them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you show your emotions, uh, in private too often? I have tantrums sometimes or rarely.
1: I, I have my tantrums. I have my, uh, my moods, my, uh, hmm. I just want to rat and rave and blow off steam.
0: Yeah, you're, uh, yeah, you, you, um, you, got a, you got a dark a dark side. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, I have tantrums sometimes then would be uh, your, your answer to that question. Um, what is your greatest asset to the enterprise? I'm a natural leader. I'm pretty good at tech stuff. Not quite sure. I'm pretty good at saving people.
1: I'm pretty good at um I'm pretty good at tech stuff, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say that, yeah. Um pretty good at tech stuff. Do you feel accepted by those around you? Uh, always, usually, not really,
1: yes. Well I'm a nerd, so like not really. Because I'm a not nerd, it's really. part yeah, of being that's... a nerd.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're
2: never like accepted
1: such a You're Such outsider. a weird
0: outcast. Um do people trust you? I think this might be the last question. Um, do people trust you? Yes, I think so. I doubt it. Always.
1: I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt um, it. I doubt it. Um, this end, yeah. I, here I am trying yeah, to be positive. You're pretty shifty. No one trusts me. Like, what have yeah. I ever done? What have I ever done?
0: Um. Okay, so so you uh, just to recap, you you were hoping to get uh, Riker, um, but you anticipate that you're going to get Beverly Crusher, because yeah. uh, and I don't I don't know why you think that would be bad. Uh, presumably it's because she's a woman and you you hate women. Um,
1: no, I just for you, it, it would be an unexpected character to mention. Yeah, um, I have no problem with her. I like redhead women, and you know she's a very attractive. McFadden, you know?
0: Yeah. She She's, did the, uh, didn't she do the choreography for Labyrinth or something? I, I think don't know. She, no. Yeah, there's like the, the dancing and it, it's. I, I think it's her. Um, anyway, you got Geordie LaForge. Oh. Uh, which is, uh, that's, that's pretty nice. good. Like we were just saying, you know, Geordie's a good character. Um, and you get to be played by LeVar Burton, who's fucking yeah. cool. Um, so this is what it says about Geordie. Um, you have all the skills necessary to achieve whatever you desire. Plus, you know how to tell a good joke or two. (laughs) That's definitely true. Um, your only downfall is a bit of a thin skin and paranoia when someone is playing with you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but everything always works out in the end because you have a strong sense of humility and you know how to
1: laugh at yourself.
0: I'd say that's pretty on the money.
1: That's a very, very, very accurate description.
0: Yeah.
1: Plus, I'm incredibly tall and buff and chad, and I'm just so. Well, that's not really
0: and- Geordie's vibe no, d- I on try- the show, I'm, is it? I'm, that I, yeah. I am.
1: <laughs> I'm just. I'm trying to ad lib, and. Uh,
0: <laughs> um, yeah, and you get to wear like a cool visor. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, so- I always used to think when I was a kid, I used to think I'd, I'd be so cool if I wore something like that. Like, yeah, oh, man. What things I could. Look up and know my visor Yeah. Like,
0: but then what it's like, things? if you re watch the show, it's like uh, when he's wearing that, he's in constant pain, isn't he? Like, it's like, it's, yeah. He's, and I he's think, blind, like, he, and it's like,
1: he can only see in like green and purple or whatever or something.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, you can only see like in like weird kind of, yeah, like radar light or something. It's, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's constantly causing him pain, which, uh, which sucks. Um, but yeah, there we go. Geordie LaForge. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty good. And as we said, pretty accurate. So um, that's a, another another quiz completed, another mystery solved, Lawrence uh, of, of what kind of what kind of thing Lawrence is. <laughs> we've, we've solved that again. Um, just looking at the uh, Nations League matches, Giroud has scored again. Um, oh my so god! <laughs> that's, that's I mean, how many more does he need to 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 beat Henri? He,
1: like nine, maybe nine goals, or uh, that eight. Might be eight or nine girls
0: don't know if he will i don't know if he will make it to that but it, just at this stage in his career but goddamn, what a what a lad a boy ollie yeah um yeah so that that's pretty much all the content i had prepared for this week's episode um we should probably do some cultural appropriation shouldn't we okay so you- this is cultural appropriation. little um, bit at the show where we, uh, yeah, we talk about um, things that we, things that we like culturally that you might also enjoy, uh, you the listener. Um, so, Lawrence, what do you, what do you got for us this week?
1: Okay, I'd like to recommend a couple of things. Uh, have you ever heard of a band called Clatu? Um, K-L-A-A-T-U. They no. were around. I think they are sort of a Canadian group, but they were around back in the mid-70s. They released a song called uh, Calling Occupants of um, Planetary Craft, which was covered by the Carpenters. Right. And uh, yeah, but there was like a rumour, like journalists at the time speculated that, are they the Beatles in, you know, are they... uh, Beatles in disguise? Are they? Huh. Is it? Are they going to get? But because they had one song which had like, because that song has like a mellotron, a very Beatles sounding mellotron.
0: Oh, right. sound. So naturally, people assumed and, that it was the they same.
1: Thought, and they thought. And uh, yeah, oh, it's the be- It could be the Beatles, but no, they didn't sound anything like the Beatles, really. But, <laughs> That's like, um, sorry,
0: to, to go on a tangent for a second. But do you remember, like in like the mid two thousands, there was like. It was like after Green Day uh, like came back and got really popular with American Idiot, and then like there was this uh, suddenly there was this like kind of um, electro punk sounding band called the Network that like all they they wore like masks and stuff over their faces, and people were like, "Oh, that who who is who is the Network? Who are the Network?" And it was like it was very obvious that it was just Green Day, like because the guy sounded exactly like the guy from, like the, <laughs> the like the guy from Green Day has such an easily identifiable voice that it was like the second he started singing, it was incredibly obvious who it really was. So it's like, oh, that's, yeah. okay, that's why they're wearing masks. So it's like, sometimes bands do do that. They're, they're, you know, they'll, they'll pretend to be a different band. Um, but yeah, 2 you're, you're saying 2 were not the Beatles. Uh,
1: no, it turns out they weren't. Yeah. Uh, and then- What's, Klaatu, is, it, is that a- is that a Star Trek
0: reference? I, I feel like that's a, that's a I sci-fi think, thing, isn't it? Clarty? Yeah, it is.
1: I think it's like "Day the Earth Stood Still," something like that. That's
0: I it. Think. Yeah, yeah. And it uh, was from some old sci-fi bullshit.
1: And I spoke of um, Galaxy Quest last week, but uh, the people there's a documentary that was made recently, maybe last year, or this year, or year before 2018. Sometime it was around when Alan Rickman died. Mm. Maybe sort of after. But it's a documentary called Never Surrender. It's a it's a documentary on uh Galaxy Quest. It sort of oh, wow. briefly talks about the um the production, the, how they got um to make the film, but it also mostly talks about like kind of uh sort of fandom in a way and mm. cos cosplay and comic con and things like that. It sort of delves yeah. into that. Uh, yeah, the only thing is, a uh, uh, disclaimer uh, warning is a lot of a lot of Will Wheaton. <laughs> oh,
0: that's that's a shame. Nah, you, so, but other than you that, hate to see it.
1: A lot of Will Wheaton, but other than that, uh, Scorny Weaver. They talk to Scorny Weaver, obviously. Scorny
0: um, Weaver. They talk to Scorny Weaver.
1: So, to Scorny Weaver and uh, Tim Allen, obviously. He and oh? d- d- the director, the producer, and Tim Allen. People, by the way,
0: have you been? Have you been keeping up with his uh, his Twitter account. Recently. No, oh, it's.
1: Um, I'm sure it's a laugh. But I don't know what <laughs> I,
0: I don't know what he's doing. He tweeted. Um, he just tweeted like <laughs> he did one tweet that was like the Communist Manifesto, uh, Marxism, Wikipedia, that and that that was the tweet. Like he just tweeted those three things <laughs> in a tweet. Um, and he, yeah, he's been tweeting lots of really just weird stuff. Like it's, I don't know. It, it it seems like maybe he's got that um, speech-to-text thing on his phone or something. Maybe. It's just, yeah. it's just picking up him <laughs> saying random words and tweeting them. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah very funny.
1: And, um, yeah, it talks to, like, people who go to, like, Comic-Con dressed up as the uh, Galaxy Quest characters and stuff. and It's very really sort of weird kind of better. I don't know if that's the right word. or Yeah. Where the the film itself is about sort of geek fandom as well, sort of like and then, a like a
0: uh, reckoned reckoned Morty,
1: yeah, life imitating art and and so and such, but uh, it's, it's fine documentary. It gets a bit kind of. Um, they kind of treat like the film is like it's like the greatest film ever so it's not the greatest film ever it's yeah it's it's a fine film but they do that kind of weird where it's like this film is so important to nerds at the time this film was like their you know their citizen key is yes yeah it gets a bit too much in the this film is the greatest thing ever but it's, a, it's all right. It's a fine documentary. I think, it
0: yeah, sort of. because it's like a, because it is like a, you know, like a big cult film. Yeah. Obviously, like the only people that are going to watch a documentary about it are like already big, big fans of the film. So I think it's, it's, yeah, that's, that's probably why it's like, you know, treats it as though it's uh, like, yeah, like it's fucking Citizen Kane or something like it is. Yeah. You get that sometimes with documentaries. This was our Star
1: Wars. I mean, they also that's the other. They talked to Damon Lindelof, and he talks like he's such a big shot writer. He's like, yeah, eh. <laughs> I mean, well, he,
0: well, he is, isn't it? You know, he, he ooh, co-created
1: Lost. Yeah. What was that all about? Yeah, and Prometheus and, and yeah. things like that. And, and that he's got
0: stupid, like, that stupid fucking Watchmen show as well. Yeah. That I, I watched like twenty minutes of and had to stop because it was so fucking. Dumb. I, 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 yeah, it's just like I don't know, man. It's like, it's like yeah. Oh, Watchman is Watchman is in Oklahoma now. Like, for, I, who cares? Like,
1: like he's talking to him in his room, and he's got all the he's got all his geeky sci-fi stuff posters, but it's posters of other people's films that he likes. They're not of. <laughs> yeah, I would think like a writer, you'd have like your own films up, you know. Uh, it's so it's so I don't. It's yeah. Never mind. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, but he is that type of guy that is just like, yeah, I he, he is exactly that type of guy that would just have a bunch of other people's uh, work. We were talking, I, I, I thought of this a, a while ago. Like we, we were talking a few episodes ago about, um, what was it where like, like, the, like the, that kind of like epic science, you know, I, you know, yeah. I freaking love science type stuff. And, yeah. um, it reminded me of The Martian, the, the movie The Martian with Matt Damon, because it was, it's, it's directed by Ridley Scott, but it, the, the script is written by Drew Goddard, who um, directed Cabin in the Woods, which is a good film. But he also, I think, like his thing was that he was a right. That was it. We were talking about uh, Joss Whedon. That was how it started. We were talking about uh, Joss Whedon type. Josh
1: Sweden, yeah.
0: Josh, yeah. Josh Sweden um, type dialogue. Um, where it's like, um, okay, so that happened. Um, you know, that kind of stupid, quippy sort of shit mixed with the, like, you know, I'm going to science your ass off. Um, and there's a bit in The Martian where, like, so the plot of The Martian, for anybody that hasn't seen it, is that there's like, you know, there's like a NASA mission to Mars. Uh, there's a like a big kind of sandstorm weather disaster type thing. The The crew of the mission have to like do an emergency kind of, they have to, you know leave very suddenly and one of their guys who they presume is dead gets left behind on the little base they've set up um everybody thinks that he's dead but he's not and he has to figure out a way to survive up there because it's like i think like the the journey from earth to mars takes like four years or something um so he's like Doing like you know is like little captain's log type thing, you know like they do it because they all have their little video diary type things that they're doing, everybody in the crew, so he's r- recording himself talking and that, and it's like I gotta figure out how to make food here i'm gonna grow i'm gonna take these potatoes and grow them um, and I'm like. Something blah, blah, blah. You know, I have to figure out a way to grow enough food for myself so that I can survive up here so that they can come back and get me. Um, and then he literally says, basically, I'm going to have to science the shit out of this. <laughs> and, like, I was just, oh, God, I just, I slapped my forehead so hard. Like, it, like, my hair fell out. Like, it was just, it was so fucking cringy it's a good film like you know it's it's a it's a good it's an interesting story you know like the the guy gets left behind on mars and they have to nasa basically have to figure out whether it's whether it's worth it and whether it's possible for them to go back and get him uh in time before he just dies um but yeah there's like there's a few moments like that and also there's like this whole sort of running gag where like You know, all he's got to entertain himself there is, like, the stuff that's been, like, left behind by the other, you know, all the kind of other personal artifacts that's been left behind by the other crew members. So, like, the captain of the mission, played by Jessica Chastain, like, really likes disco. Like, she's really into disco music. So, all of her music – and when I say she really likes disco, what that means is that, like, (laughs) for the soundtrack purposes of the film, um, all of her music is basically – if you type – disco into Spotify it's the first probably the first five yeah. songs that come up it's literally like ABBA and like you know I'm so excited and shit like that she- Um. yeah and shit like that so it's like you know the most sort of basic disco stuff bangers nonetheless but still you know the most kind of like obvious uh, like disco songs you can imagine Um, and it's like Matt Damon is like listening to it and it's he like his whole thing is that he's like groaning and he hates it cuz he hates dis- like he's like oh my god i can't believe that captain whatever listens to this her taste in music is terrible uh get some get some updated music like i'd like to listen to some music from this decade and i'm just it's, again it's just like i'm supposed to be rooting for you man like you you're you're supposed to be the protagonist of this film and you're a fucking dipshit like you're just, like we were talking about like, you know, like epic Reddit guys at the start of the episode. It's just like, you, you are that type of guy. It's like, I, you're making it harder for me to care about whether you get back to earth or not by being such a fucking piece of shit.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's how the, uh, the director challenges the audience to like the character. Yeah. <laughs> not He's through, a real like, dick, not through yeah. making him sympathetic or. He's got a flaw, but it's he's means well. Just making uh, him, just yeah, the most insufferable
0: fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah, just making him the yeah, the most bitch-ass fucking insufferable nerd, fucking cocksucker, fucking, ugh. um, yeah. And then I think the other film Drew Goddard made is um, uh, "Bad Times at the El Royale" or something. The, the title or something. Like, it's like, which is like a weird film because it's like it. Uh, almost goes out of its way to like ignore all of its good characters. Like it it seems to deliberately focus on like the least interesting parts of its own plot. Um, and it ends up just kind of going on and on for a, for a long time. So it's like, there's good stuff in it, but then it just kind of, like I said, all the good stuff sort of disappears from the film fairly early on. You're just left with this kind of boring kind of stuff. That's very clearly meant to be like referencing the Charles Manson, like the Manson family and all that. But again, it's just, again, you know, it's Drew Goddard doing his Josh Sweden fucking bullshit all over the place. So, yeah. So we're recommending No Surrender, but we're not recommending uh, any of the other stuff we just said.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think it was, like, made by the Screen Junkies YouTube. I think it's partly funded by them and someone else, but.
0: So is is it on... That was the other question I had, yeah. What, is it on YouTube, or is it like a I it an did Amazon thing?
1: Someone... I was lucky enough to um, find it... Somebody had just pirated it, if you will, on YouTube. But um, <laughs> I'm, I am will look up... You can recommend... And uh, I'll, okay. I'll look up.
0: Um, I'll recommend... A few weeks ago, I recommended um, the Das Racist mixtape Shut Up Dude, because um, I wanted to defend Das racist from some, some online haters that i would encountered. Um, yeah, sorry.
1: So it's, it's on prime video. So it's on oh, prime. Okay.
0: So it's on yep. Amazon prime. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I recommended that. And, um, I've in the last week or so, I've been listening to, um, one of the more recent projects from one of the guys from Das racist, um, hemes, himanshu and Riz Ahmed, the actor Riz Ahmed, um, who I believe raps under the name Riz MC. Um, put out an album a few years ago, I think 2016 or 2017 um, under the name Sweatshop Boys, which is a very funny name. Um, yeah. They put out an album named Kashmir and there uh, was, they also put out an EP named uh, Sufi La, uh, both of which are on Spotify. And I, yeah, check those out. I mean, yeah, he's like I said, I, you know, I'm obviously a heems fan anyway uh, from his stuff with Das racist. Um, but yeah, Riz Ahmed, um, very very good actor and surprisingly a very good rapper as well um a lot of good um songs on on that album and and that ep um yeah yeah a lot of kind of very funny kind of wordplay but also some quite thought-provoking stuff about you know uh you know depressing stuff like you know racism and Uh, he was in uh, rogue one Yeah, yeah he's in i mean he's in loads of stuff but yeah he's in rogue one um yeah, he's in HBO miniseries called The Night of um, a few years ago, which was really, really good. Um, he's in uh, Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal; they're both really good in that. Actually, he was in a, a, another thing I recommended on cultural appropriation a few weeks ago. He was in The Sisters Brothers um, again with Jake Gyllenhaal; they're both great in that. Um, yes, yeah, so check out the Sweatshop Boys. Um, yeah, on uh, on Spotify. I don't know if that was like with stuff like that it could just end up being like a one-off thing. They don't end up doing any more stuff, um, but yeah uh yeah check that album out it's, and end the, the ep that they did as well um very good stuff and um the other thing i recommend is i i re- rewatched um les mis les misérables um the uh, the 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 film adaptation of that that came out uh, if, uh I want to say 2012 um directed by tom hooper tom hooper who directed cats which is very important to remember because um I mean, I remembered enjoying Les Mis quite a lot when I saw it in the cinema. I haven't seen it since, and having rewatched it, I'd say it holds up. It, you know, it, it's a very interesting way to record a a film adaptation of a stage musical. You know, the the way they did all of the singing and everything is that you know the, the the actors are mic'd up and have like tiny ear they have an earpiece in so that the there's like a piano player on set that they can hear the music and they can sing at their own pace. So they're not they're not um, they're not lip syncing to a previously recorded track. They're they're singing in the moment and the camera's right up in their faces. They're able to kind of focus more on their performance uh, from an acting point of view as they're singing the song. They're able to kind of, you know, play with the rhythms of the songs and the cadence of how they're singing and everything. Um, And it works really, really well. It's a very inventive way to to make a film version of that type of musical. Um, It's very innovative. I haven't really seen anyone do anything like that since... Um, and it just kind of makes it all the more, (laughs) all the more unbelievable that the same guy, uh, directed cats, because it's almost as though every, (laughs) every creative choice that was made in Les Mis that ended up being correct was, they just did the exact opposite for cats. They just decided, you know, every, every possible decision that could have been made in cats was the wrong one. Um, so it, it's just yeah, it 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 makes it all the more baffling that the same guy um, directed Cats only a few years later.
1: I guess it's maybe a studio intervention. I guess with Cats, maybe,
0: maybe. Although because Tom Hooper, like you know, like his big breakthrough thing was the the King's Speech, which won you know like a million Oscars, mm-hmm. and Les Mis was a huge hit and got nominated for a bunch of Oscars. As well, and I think it won a few also. Yeah, like Anne Hathaway won. Best supporting actor, so it's like you know he he has a, a reputation where you would assume that the studio would just let him do whatever he wants. Um, so I I don't know, man. I <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like studio interference in terms of like you have to have this famous person and that famous person. But I don't know. Like I said, it it, it seems as though Tom Hooper was in control of the project for you know in in a very kind of um in a very hands-on kind of way in certain aspects, but just that, yeah, the weird CGI and the, the awful just design of everything. The music sounds terrible. Uh, it, oh God. Yeah. It Like I said, everything that they got wrong with cats is basically like, you know, they, they got right with Les Mis, um, which makes it kind of all the more kind of like a, it's a very fascinating yin and yang, yin and yang rather. Um, so Yeah. Watch, if you've not watched Cats, watch Cats and then kind of cleanse your palate with uh, Les Miserables. You've got some really great performances in there, especially from Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway. Um, Russell Crowe is a bit, <laughs> I mean, his singing style is very uh, different to everyone else's in the film. Um, I've heard it described as it's almost as though he's making fun of singing. <laughs> mm. Um but it, it's but like I said, the way that it's filmed, it means that his performance is really good. He, like I, he's really good as the character. It's just the way he sings. He kind of just sounds like the dude from Spandau Ballet, and everyone else sounds like a you know professional uh, stage and yeah, like stage and theater singers. Um, but yeah, yeah, check check it out. Lame is
2: okay, cool.
0: Okay, um, anything else we need to talk about? We got any? Uh, there's there's no big fur updates or anything. Nah, you haven't checked. I was have you? just
1: I was looking. Some guy supposedly filmed a video where he's metal detecting, but then he like, oh, <laughs> uh, you can hear like something howling in in, in the distance, and it turns out it turns former. out it's Ozzy Osbourne because he's yeah. metal
0: detecting.
1: It turns out it's from a YouTube channel which is called like Sasquatch Audio Recordings or something, mm. supposedly. So he, this is for hoax, fake. Ah oh, man, as usual, he's just yeah. That's the problem with today. Video editing—you can you can just drop in a, anything. You can, yeah,
0: you, you deep fake, deep fake yeah. anything.
1: Is how can how can you prove it with video? You can't. Yeah, not even it's not even a very good video. But it's just whatever.
0: With today's mm-hmm. fake news media, you can't yeah. trust anything.
1: No. I just, what can you believe?
0: That's why I get all my news from the Junior Funners podcast. Exactly. It's the only yeah. podcast you, you us. can trust. We are the best. Yeah. Don't only listen only to anybody people. else.
1: We're the only real people out there.
0: Yeah. We're the only, we're the, 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 the only two real-ass dudes in the game. And uh, you got to listen to us because everybody else, they're out to get you, man. You know,
1: yeah, we've got we've got we've got nothing to sell, other than the truth. We literally don't. We should be free.
0: Yeah, we we don't have any sponsors. We don't have Patreon. You know, we we don't we 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 got nothing. We're not we're not even trying to sell you anything. So you know, you got to trust us, man. Yeah. Um. That'll about do it then for this week, I reckon. I for, I, I assume this episode was going to be a pretty short one because there was no yeah. stuff to talk about, and we've gone for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, um, so hopefully it's that wasn't too uh, rambling and, and insufferable for you, listeners. Um, we'll be back again soon. Uh, if you want to, uh, you know, help us out, uh, rate and review us. I don't know how you do that, but that apparently helps with podcasts. Subscribe to get more episodes. Um, like us on on uh, Facebook and uh, follow us on Twitter. We're at Junior Funners, And if you want to talk to us, because, um, you know, it's lockdown too. We're all fairly starved for human contact. Uh, just email us and have a chat. We're at JuniorFunners at gmail.com. Um, so send us, uh, you know, send us questions and pics and things. Um, we don't want i don't know don't send us pics actually that that could get complicated but um yeah send us uh, you know send us your questions and comments and whatnot um other than that don't forget to support local podcasting uh bye